we play a game? How can I ask you that? How about global thermal nuclear war? Fine. All right. Hello and welcome to Nerdstocking. I'm Bill, and with me is Chad. Chad, Chad. I forgot what your name was, so I'm glad you reminded no, me. You, you had a moment, <laughs> little 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 emotional tremor. Who do I do this podcast with? Oh yeah, Chad, <laughs> that guy, the other Chadwick. And tonight we're going to be talking about war games. Remember Ooh, that flick, Matthew that Broderick, finger on the pulse of kids today. And we're also talking about the other black superhero, Black Manta. Uh, I mean, Black Widow. Uh, sorry, I mean Black Lightning on his Netflix original TV show. But let's start by playing some war games. Yeah, I remember reading the book based on the film. Really? In 1983, I think I still have it. We mean like a... Uh, um, Novelization. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, unless there was a book. I don't think I've ever read that. But it has pictures on, you know, in it and on the cover yeah. of Matthew Broderick. He looks so young. He is so young. He is super young. It came out in 1983. June 3rd, 1983. And uh, they're doing a reboot of it. That's why I'm, it's got, that's why I've got it in my mind as they're rebooting it. And how many kids from Stranger Things are they going to cast? <laughs> you know, I don't think there is any. It's a weird kind of thing that they're doing. It's not a theatrical movie or anything like that. It's a interactive web series. Oh, so. Using this technology where you can interact with, uh, like, I think what, I think the main thing is they show you a bunch of different feeds. Like most of it takes place. Everyone's in front of their computer and the camera's just looking out at them as in the view from the computer. Right. And they're like hackers and there's different screens you can pick. And depending on what screens you choose, it kind of drives the story. Like if you're looking more at when they're, uh, it's more of a personal story. If you start following those, the story will follow their personal lives a bit more. And if there's action and prank, they're like hacktivists, right? So they're pranking stuff. Hacktivists. Yeah. If you start clicking on those feeds where they're doing that, then there'll be more than of that when they're when you're watching the film. So it's interactive. It seems like a lot of work to watch a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, today's kids want to click on stuff when they want. Watching. They want to watch it on their phone while they're riding the streetcar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's neat though is uh, it's by a company called Eco E K O. Right. And uh, I went to the website and they have a. Uh, a bunch of these different interactive stuff they 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 do, and one is it's uh, a video of Bob Dylan's "Like a Rolling Stone." Mm -hmm. So you you watch the video and there's like a it looks like a TV remote, it's channel up and down on the mm -hmm. side of the screen, right? And if you click on it, it goes starts going through channels like cable channels, right? So it'll flip over to one that looks like the History Channel, mm -hmm. and there'll be guys being interviewed in that typical way that they do on the History Channel. They're they're lip syncing the words. Hmm. So it's like a guy in the History Channel being interviewed, and he's he's lip syncing that Bob Dylan song. Bob the Bob Dylan song. And then you click again; it goes to like a, a shopping network, and there's two people, you know, with the flat lighting, and they're looking at a product, and they're still lip syncing Bob Dylan's "Like a Rolling Stone." And you can flip through it; and it just keeps doing that. It goes to a rom com, and the couples like, you know, hugging, and then again they're lip syncing the song. So you flip through all these different genres of TV, and they're singing. <laughs> Song. So it's kind of like an Amazon woman on the moon meets an interactive music video. Yeah, it's they're not jokes though. It's more like uh, just a satire. Like, like it's like just imitating those different mm -hmm. um, 
those different so uh, this ego, types of shows. So Eco has really just gone all in on this idea. This is their future of yeah. television. Yeah, where you can change it. Right. And it's a combination of that tech and then maybe a clever concept. Now, watching that Bob Dylan video, I don't know. It doesn't really speak to the song or add to the song or like no, make it sounds a, make like it takes point. away from the sound it do, sort of does like you know i'm pretty sure bob dylan wasn't really into commercialization all that much but maybe what they're doing is making fun of that i'm not sure but mm. it's still a neat tech when you look at it it's it would be neat. funnier to switch it to be mick jagger singing it <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah the reboot's gonna be like that i've got a um, a description from MGM, they're the guys, they did the original War Games. They're doing this one, too. And what do they say? That sucks! It says, uh, <laughs> viewers will follow Jess Nurse as Kelly, an ex-military brat turned hacker activist. And she and a team of international hackers band together in an attempt to bring about peace. As events escalate, they may have done more harm than good. Viewers influence the story by switching between video feeds and ser- the series learns from their choices resulting in experiences that are unique and personal. It does sound like a lot of work, but it could be fantastic too and very immersive. And I guess when they make a video game about it, then half the work will be done. They don't uh, get into too much about what the kids are trying to prevent or what they might be causing. But in the original, Matthew Broderick was a kid named David Lightman, who was a kid that was good with computers and he knew the school password to get into the school system's computer, so he changed his grades. And uh, he's reading a magazine, and there's these cool video games that have come out, so he tries to hack into the com- company's computer that are making the games. Mm-hmm. And instead, he gets, into a, he gets into the computer at NORAD, and mm-hmm. he chooses Global Thermonuclear War to play. And as he's playing it with the computer, the computer's actually feeding the results of the game onto the screens at NORAD, and everyone's freaking out because they think the... Russians well, are launching because this was based on an actual event that took place in I think the seventies, right? Yeah, well, they or early eighties. I think the writers uh, took um, inspiration from a couple of instances where that happened. Like one actually was they were doing a training simulation, and some idiot like flipped a switch, and it did get fed to the computers that the operators are looking at, and they did come really close to. There was like about seven minutes where they weren't sure what was going on. And then they got satellite confirmation that none of the shit was happening. Mm-hmm. It was stuff like that that inspired these guys to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember, I remember liking it. Yeah. I remember, you know, War Games was just sort of a, it was very popular. Yeah. The idea. But I don't know if the movie was. Well, it's, a, it's a good it fun movie. It's competent. It's no short circuit. <laughs> we watched short oh circuit gosh. the other day. And I'm like, God. Yeah. Steve Gutenberg. And it's it's Steve Gutenberg and uh, uh, Ali Sheedy. Yeah, Ali Sheedy's in this too. She's in War Games that, as well. Oh, is, is she the girl? She's the girl. Yep. You know, Ali yeah. Sheedy. I can't remember her in War Games, but she played a great quirky yeah. gothy girl in Breakfast Club. Yeah. She is a terrible actress. <laughs> like she is a really truly terrible actress. I don't understand how she got as much work as she did. You know, right. in in the in the the climate of the eighties. Yep. I don't even know if she fit a profile that was so important to have. Hmm. But she did movies like um, uh, Only the Lonely. I think she was in that with John Candy. Oh, right. And it was just like one crappy acting (laughs) job after another. And she's with great people. Like Steve Gutenberg, like him or don't like him, but he's a a solid actor. Well, he does exactly what he does, right? He's charismatic, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It's got personality. He made those police academy movies gold, man, gold. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. insert helicopter sound effect. <laughs> yeah. What was that guy's name? I don't know. <laughs> Michael Winslow, wasn't that? It? I think that's who it was. Whatever happened to Michael Winslow? It wasn't a. <laughs> you know the sound effects on cartoons now. He I, does them all. Oh my gosh, that's good work. Good work if you could get it. <laughs> Other guys in the original War Games was uh, Dabney Coleman, and I don't want to s- surprise you, but he plays a dick. In the, really? In the movie, yeah. Dabney Coleman Old playing. Dabney? Yeah, Dabney Coleman playing a douche. Wow. So really go against type there. You know, he's one of those guys you wonder in real life. Is like, he an asshole? He was just the nicest guy, you know, didn't give the shirt off his back to total stranger. Like he's just, I don't yeah. know, maybe not. I, he can't, he is such a dick Yeah, in he, everything. He is in everything. Although, you know what? He wasn't, he was in a movie called uh, Where the Heart Is. Oh, okay. And he played the dad in that and he was just normal in that. I movie. remember him in 9 to 5 where he played a dick boss. <laughs> and he was in Modern Family, or sorry, Modern Problems where okay. he played a dick. <laughs> he was in... Uh, he was in Cloak and Dagger, a video game movie where he was the dad who was a dick. <laughs> was he in, I want to say Buffalo Bill or something? Yeah, yeah. Where, with, um, what's her name? Uh, Thelma or Louise. I can't ever remember. Not yeah. Susan Sarandon, but the other one? I think, you know. Uh, Gina Davis. He was a dick he, in that one. <laughs> he was like a dick program director or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's one, I'm th- what is it? Oh, he was in uh, Boardwalk Empire. He was a Commodore. I haven't watched. I watched that? the first episode of that. I didn't watch more than that. Really? Oh yeah. my god! It was one of the TV shows like when TV started to really get good. Yeah, yeah. It was like an early one, like HBO. I think Boardwalk Empire. That's so oh, good. Sh- Steve, Steve Buscemi. So good, man. You got to watch that. Steve Bear- Buscemi. We just watched uh, last night. I watched the tail end of uh, 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 Grown Ups. Oh, okay. Where he's in the body cast all the way through the, the last part. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. He's good. We should do an episode on Steve Buscemi. He's good. You say Buscemi or Buscemi? Buscemi. Buscemi? Yeah, that's how he says it. Buscemi? Bush, come on. Buscemi? And Barry Corbin's in uh, War Games as well. He plays General Berenger. He's from uh, Northern Exposure. He was the guy that brought the doctor in. Remember that show, Chad? Northern (laughs) Exposure? Crickets, He didn't watch Northern Exposure? But my mind did wander back to Short Circuit, and I was thinking... (laughs) Everything with you is short circuit, man. I'm sick of it. Oh, it can't do every episode on short circuit, Chad. But it's got robots. It's got love. It's got no disassemble. Robot dancing. (laughs) Number five is alive. It was an okay film. We enjoyed it. It Me and an eight-year-old. I loved it. It was Fisher Stevens is in it. He's playing the Indian guy, the world's most offensive uh, Indian (laughs) imitation. I don't think that would fly these days. And he was a star in Short Circuit too. Oh, uh, well, Fisher Stevens was a star. Gutenberg's star had burned out by uh, Short Circuit too. No, no, his that was before his second go at at stardom because Police Academy was burnt out. But then he had that whole three men and a baby thing, which didn't that come after? And he did uh, Cocoon as well. That was a big hit. That was a big hit. He was in that, and that was semi serious for him. You know, he's still the avuncular, you know, wasn't that serious. He's still like, he's still playing the same character. Yeah. Cocoon wasn't really that serious. It had pretty serious tones about aging, but I think it was still a comedy. See, I found it depressing. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, let's, now that you're older, when you watch it when you're in your no, 20s. No, I found it more depressing then. Now it's probably, oh, look, my peers now. <laughs> Don Amici. Put and, me put me in a cocoon. And Wilford Brimley. Those are, that's my peeps. <laughs> cocoon always makes me think of uh, that story in Stephen King's Cat's Eye uh-huh. with the uh, old people, and every at night they turn into young people. And the one uh, wishes he was Errol Flynn, and he hides... Was that's, that Tales from the Crypt? Uh, no, that's um, Tales from the Dark Side. That's an episode of Twilight Zone the movie with Scatman. Twilight Zone the Scat movie. Man that's Carruthers right. Yeah, yeah. Was the guy, right? The old man. Right. That's the one. Yeah. And the one kid hides and stays young. Yeah, he's the Errol Flynn. And type. he is the swash. Yeah, he's yeah. the Errol. He wanted to be Errol Flynn. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. That makes me think of Cocoon. Yeah, I found that. Uh, I found that segment of the Twilight Zone the movie depressing. Yeah, had a lot of pretty solid actors in the original War Games. I don't know, it was a fun movie. So, now, what do you think of the web series idea? I don't know. Like, I, I guess, know. you know, this is the thing. Young people watch TV very differently. When we were, when I was a kid, we wanted a bigger and bigger TV. And we went from the 21-inch black and white to the 26-inch to the 29-inch yep. console to, yep. you know. I remember my mother got a Sony Trinitron, which wow. I just recently saw in a TV show yep. set in the 80s. And I was like, that was the... That was the best TV on the market right there. Yeah. It had 13 buttons down the front, I still remember. <laughs> and the little, uh, the little, uh, there was a green, a blue, and a red oval. Yep. And I remember the, the edges being sharp. And I just I was like, yeah, that's my TV. But it's like, we want it bigger and bigger. I have friends who just bought a, yeah. a, a 70. Like the rear projection? Just, no, no. A real wall-mounted plasma TV or LED oh. TV. It's, and it's beautiful. It's a Sony Super TV. Yep. So we were there the other night, and it's like, the picture is so good. It's a 4K yep. that I didn't like it as much because <laughs> it looked like you were looking at real people. Right. It didn't, all the treatment seemed to go because the quality was so yeah. crystal clear that it, yeah. you look like Adam Sandler was standing in your living room. I think our TV has, has uh, softened from that thing, but I remember when we first got ours, mm-hmm. it's a Samsung with a curved screen. I think it's about like a 50 inch, but when we first got it, even the movies, we watch them in HD. The movies look like television shows. Yeah. Because it's so clear. That's right. It doesn't have the kind of film look anymore. They look, it looks real. There might be a setting, right? Maybe. Because I had, I remember my TV when I first got it, there's a movie setting, there's a game setting and the movie setting is the one you want. It kind of darkens everything a little bit. Right. And it gives it, it makes it more look more like what we think of as movies, right? Right. Otherwise, it looked like a TV show filmed on VHS. Yeah. You know? It's just crisp. It's like too sharp and crisp. Yeah, and too bright or something. It's just... Yeah. But yeah, now kids, though, they don't mind watching things on small screens. They can watch a show on on a phone. Yeah. Makes me crazy. (laughs) But uh, we'll have to see how War Games goes, if that's a good... That's a good use of the technology, taking a 1983 movie and making it into a 2018 uh, interactive show. We'll see how it goes. Welcome to Bone Thrower's Theater. Nah, it's not that kind of show. It's an RPG actual play podcast. My name is Jordan, and I'm joined by our fun-loving cast. This is Aaron. Jeff here. Johnny is my name. And I'm Jeremy. And what we do is dive in and play various tabletop RPG systems and games, such as Mini Six, Fiasco, Inspectors, Monster of the Week, Fate, and more. But no matter the rule set or setting, 
some pretty intense storytelling hits the fan. So whether you like epic fantasy, adventure, comedy, sci-fi, horror, or just horrifically bad puns, we've got something to feast your imagination on. Listen to our full episodes and more at BoneThrowersTheater.com. And may the bones fall ever in your favor. Well, this is the time. It's Reboot Central. Yeah. Everything is being rebooted. I was reading today. It's yep. like the list of it, you know, <laughs> you joked in a previous episode about uh Hollywood repeating itself. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> you know. The previous one, yeah. And uh it was like they're just not stopping. You know, it's one thing to like the new Baywatch. I heard the 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 Razzies oh, yeah. had had given it uh the movie, the bad movie that you just love to watch. Oh, that's it, what you were talking about. I was about saying too, it was that. a lot of fun. Yeah. For exactly what it is. Yep. It doesn't have any pretense. Right. Um, but it's like there is a what else? There's, is a, there's a new Terminator. Oh yeah. With Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And Linda Hamilton's coming back. Is she? Yeah, she is. As a grizzled. Except she's the Terminator now. <laughs> as a grizzled uh, warrior, female warrior, right? Um, what they're going to do with that is you've got terminal one, a uh, terminal, <laughs> you've got Terminator one and two, this is going to come after two and all that other shit is getting shelved. Oh, so salvation, uh, rise of the machines, Genesis, which was the last one, which fucking sucked so bad. They're jettisoning all that. It's going to be uh one and two. And then this one. So well, this is back to what two. we said, right? Like, you know, one and two, one and two, one yeah. and two. That's it. Number yeah. three is always shit. Yeah. You know, and so what yeah. they're trying to do is by going back and saying, okay, well, we're going to make a new, it's going as number three, even though it's technically number eight, Yeah. but we're going to call it number one of the reboot. But I guess it's going to be a huge gap in time because if Sarah Connor's coming back and she's Linda Hamilton now, she's aged, you know, mm-hmm. the amount of time. 35 years or whatever. Well, right? maybe they're going to so. do like a Logan angle. Wait, Logan. Oh, yeah. Can you get Logan got nominated for yeah. Oscars? Yeah. They should. Yeah. Should have. It was a great, great, great film. Really good. What else do we have? Uh, uh, Incredibles 2. Yeah. So, you know, Incredibles, I liked it a lot when it came out. Yeah. Yep. And my kids never really liked it, though. Like, I would put it on, but, you know, I think that this is a, a case. Where if I was a conservative, they would be hippies. Right. If I was a hippie, they'd be conservative. <laughs> That's like family ties. Yeah, it's exactly. family ties over at your house. It would all be that. So <laughs> their dad is a comic book guy. Yeah, loves superhero movies. Yeah. I'm immersed in the shit, and they're like, yeah, I don't, no, I don't really want to watch that. <laughs> you know, come on, let's watch Doctor Strange. Mm, no, and well, I don't believe on Doctor Strange. No. But- <laughs> But Incredibles was like, they'll watch any animated film except The Incredibles because they're superheroes. Right. But now they, you know, now they watched it a bunch of times on when I stopped asking and I wasn't around. They don't watch it. <laughs> you don't want to watch it with me in the room. Right. God forbid. But, uh, you know, it's been a long time. Like, I don't know how many years now. I think the first Incredibles movie came out. It's in, 14 years, I think. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but what was really funny was that there's a clip and a sneak peek. Yep. Where uh, Mr. Incredible is helping his son do math. Yeah. It's like, that's <laughs> not how you do math. Why did they change math? <laughs> yeah, What's exactly. wrong with math? And I've had that same conversation <laughs> when, you know, my kids are taught some weird way of doing math. I'm like, 
That's not how division works. <laughs> this is how division works. She goes, but they're not, they're, that's not how we're supposed to do it. Well, my way's right. Their way's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not as bad up here as it is in the States where they do that common core. And that's like, it's the weirdest way of doing math. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. <laughs> but, I, you know, there's all kinds of these movies. Six million dollar man, six billion dollar man is being made. Right. You know, if you um adjust for inflation, six million dollars in nineteen seventy two dollars adjusted for two thousand and eighteen is only something like fifty million dollars. Really? So it's like what three hundred million dollar man? <laughs> yeah, it's not that. <laughs> it's not. That's you don't have to make it a billion. Mark Wahlberg is going to be the six billion dollar. Well, I guess it just in. It, Adjusting, you don't have to adjust for inflation. You have to adjust for what the tech would actually cost. I guess, yeah. Because they probably couldn't have done it for a million dollars back then. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe. It's like, what does a space shuttle cost? <laughs> yeah. Um, Mark Wahlberg, he's probably, I'm not trying to think of who's the analog of Lee Majors these days. And it's like, Mark Wahlberg's probably a pretty good choice. Yeah, he'll work, <laughs> you know. Yeah. They could have gone another way and gone like Will Ferrell. Yeah, make it like that Land of the Lost kind of <laughs> reboot, right? Make but it a comedy. Mark Wahlberg is pretty likable, which Lee Majors is pretty likable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know who else could play. Is uh, Jamie Summers in it? Uh, no. Oh, that sucks. I, well, no, I don't know. I don't know if if, if the character is in it. If, yeah, it's probably going to be like... Um, Oscar Goldman. If it would have been Will Ferrell, be- it would have been, what's her name? Uh, uh, the one from Bridesmaids. Oh, uh, and Ghostbusters, right? And Ghostbusters. Yeah, Melissa McCarthy. That's right. <laughs> and speaking of Ghostbusters, Kristen Wiig, is, she's in talks for Cheetah. So who is that? Kristen Wiig? Yeah, who, no. Who's Cheetah? <laughs> Cheetah is... Yeah. Uh, Cheetah, fighter, love to forge. Better well, yet, I'll call you Curious George. Have you heard of the cold kill the cat? <laughs> Maestro Fresh West, man. Or have you, your back I thought bones, you were having a seizure or something let your over there. Slide. <laughs> no, put something in his mouth so he doesn't swallow let his your tongue. Backbone slide. <laughs> what people one. at home don't know is he's Bill is on the ground doing the worm right now. <laughs> Stop yeah. kicking over the mic stands. <laughs> yeah. Is Cheetah you want to know about? Cheetah. Fighter. I won't say the Let me say. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear that word, I have to say that I hear that I hear Maestro Fresh West in my head. Cheetah, much better rapper than Drake. She's used to call you Cheetah is the. the... <laughs> and I, now <laughs> I call <laughs> you on the smell phone still. <laughs> it's, but it's it's you know he has created a whole genre of like mushmouthed singers. It's like diction doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Um. Cheetah. Cheetah. Light She's fighter. the one who just doesn't play by the rules. Okay. <laughs> Funny. Uh, she's, I don't know what. She's like another Catwoman-esque. Sorry, what's the, what's the film? Black again? Panther, right? What's, oh, what's the film that she's going to be Wonder Woman. Oh, Wonder Woman. Yeah. Right, right. DC is fine, like, like always. Well, Marvel. Marvel's doing a cat movie. Uh, we need a cat character. Do a cat. The guy's in the boardroom. <laughs> We need a cat character. Who do we have? We need more pussy in Wonder Woman. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so that Kristen Wiig, which you know, uh, she's not who I would think to. I just don't know anything about the cheetah character. Like, like is she well, super if she's, fast? If she's the if she's the if character, she's not I athletic. Think of. She doesn't. Kristen Wiig doesn't seem typically athletic. 
sure she can get fit. Look at uh, Hela in Thor. Right. You know, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. She looked great. Nothing she that did. CGI can't fix. Um, Cheetah, to my knowledge, is a character who wears a costume that looks like a cat, mm-hmm. and it's a leopard, like a spotted. Okay. In the Justice League cartoon, which you know everything I know about DC, I know from Justice League cartoon. <laughs> okay. Cheetah was a, they. She was a black character. Mm-hmm. So this is unusual to say. Yeah. You know, th- there is three black characters in the DC <laughs> universe. And Let's gonna... make one of them white. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Two is enough, right? Two. It doesn't seem quite sensitive to the times. No, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you they know. It probably won't go there. But maybe she, you know. It probably just... won't fly. Probably it'll be Beyonce or somebody. Yeah, know. but because maybe, but I don't think she was black originally. So maybe just in the cartoon. Oh, so okay. they have a little room. You know, while they try to shuffle things around and right. make it a little bit more diverse. Right. Um, speaking of black characters, though. Yes. You know, everybody is in love with Black Panther, and yeah. it's an important film, and it was a good movie. Uh, but the big surprise for me was Black Lightning, which right. we watched, I watched yeah. the, the trailer for it, and I thought, what a heap of shit this looks like. <laughs> and they were doing this slow release. Yeah. Slow release, like... They had this idea. They were going to release one episode a week. Holy smokes. Revolutionary. Like, <laughs> <laughs> On Netflix. I, I, I don't know what they were thinking. And it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. I've watched a couple episodes of it. I really enjoy it. I find it a much more uh, immediate, moving, kind of touching uh, story about a black superhero than Black Panther ever was. Like I, I feel more um, I, like more emotional highs and lows watching it than I ever did Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, because you watch movies and you need to, you know, you 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 need to relate to something. And I think that the thing about Black Panther is that he's a king. Yeah. And regardless if he's black or white, he's a king, and he acts like a king. And there's not much to relate to. It's another rich Wakanda. Another rich, yeah, another rich guy. Uh, but in Black Lightning, he's. He's one of us. And yeah. on top of that, he's an older guy. Yeah. He's not a kid. He's a coming, you know, he don't even retired nine years, but. Right. He's an actor who was on Beverly Hills 90210. Wow. But great villains. Yeah. Like, the guy who plays the main villain, what's his name? Like the, the which character? One, Lala or the. No, the other guy. The the other his guy. boss. The butt, butt boss his guy. Name. Yeah. He's really good. He's strange looking. He's a black albino. Oh. Right. And right. That, <laughs> That's <he is>. interesting. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. That's so, both both worlds. You got both covered on well, that. It, He's it, a black albino. Like I think in the third <laughs> or fourth episode they talk he talks about himself a little bit. Oh, okay. And about his uh right. being torn between two worlds. Right. Right. That's interesting. The blacks say you're not black enough and the whites say you're not, you know, yeah. white enough. Yeah. That's an interesting trait for a character. Yeah. It's it's immediate, like it's uh, you know he's running, he's a principal at a school, and he's surrounded by you know he's surrounded by uh, violence, and there's this gang called the One Hundred who are like trying to take over the streets, and he was the superhero character called Black Lightning, and he's retired because of his wife. His wife is separated; she couldn't handle him going out and fighting crime, so they separated. And he's now that he's a principal, he's tried to protect the kids in the school by just making deals, trying to make peace with all these different gangs. Well, because he also knows them because they were once his and students. And they were all his students, yeah. And, you know, he's doing the best he can to try to protect them, but, of course, the show paints him into a corner where he's got to become Black Lightning again. And You know, and it was it's funny because 
there, there, the LGBTQ community complained about uh, oh LBGT. Yeah. Is it's there his th- daughter? His daughter is a lesbian, right? She's yeah. So they had lesbian. complained about Black Panther, saying, "Well, there's nobody in fine, it. Fine, you made a movie with black people, but there weren't any gays." Right. You know, and they criticized it for that. But this one here has everything covered. Yeah. Like, I don't know what you can complain about, you know. Yeah. The only thing is uh, the show's a little clunky. Like, the effects are a little iffy. It's like a show. It's a. It's like, yeah, this but is not e- an HBO e- show. This is like yeah, a that's network right. show. Yeah, it's not Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> His suit is horrible. It is. <laughs> It's kind like, of ridiculous. Who's on the down low, sneaking, skulking about in the dark with, with two light up three dimensional lightning bolts on the, on your chest that run from your shoulders down to your crotch? Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I looked up uh, Black Lightning after I saw the first episode, and I can see what they're trying to do. They're trying to play homage. He wore a pale blue jumpsuit with the V's that are the same color, right? Red yeah. and green, or whatever, going down the front. Yeah, but I mean, in a seventies comic. It's acceptable <laughs> yeah. in a 2018 superhero show. Maybe not. Well, especially it's got that actor. We, we discussed how much we hate him. What's his name? The his his. Uh, oh yeah, James Remar. Is that it? yeah, James Remar? Yeah, who is terrible, the most terrible actor. Boring. He's terrible. He just is he's dead. Is boring. He's just dead. He just <laughs> he's just saying. It's like you can see the paper off to the side of the camera that he's reading. <laughs> Hey, come come over here. I have something you, I need to show you. Don't it's you the know? New suit. Don't you know you have to go out and save the city? Come on, <laughs> you did it once before. You can do it again. He's the worst, James Remar. Oh, he, he is w- so bad. He was the original Corporal Hicks in Aliens. Yeah, they hired James Remar, and I guess after a couple of weeks, a camera was like, uh. <laughs> Hey, 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 George, is it George? James? What would you say his name is? James Remar. James. Yeah, James Cameron's like, James, hey, maybe, maybe you don't come in tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, don't. Bill here, Bill's going to, he's just going to read your lines. It's all right. Yeah. You know, take the day off. <laughs> yeah, he is definitely just blah. Cancel his lot card. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like, it, you know, this is the thing that you got to kind of look past because he is like a, He's a he's a suit maker. He's a haberdashery yeah, or whatever, yeah, exactly, right? Exactly. Yeah. And it's like it's an oldie, old timey haberdashery where you come in to buy your your leather shoes yeah. and your pork pie hats. See? Well, you can tell they're. Um, I think they're taking a cue there from uh, the Kingsman. Yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. Except, yeah. you know, in the in it's a the, weird it's, choice. It's kind of a in England for Kingsman it makes sense yeah. you know it's on high street or whatever it's on some place where like howdy doody like English people walk around and yes. you know high fluting types yeah. but he's in the hood in whatever city that yeah, is yeah I forget the name Freeland I think yeah. no, well the high the, the high school is Freeland yeah, High it looks like Oakland California someplace like yeah. that right and it's kind of like yeah, a haberdashery run you're by kinda, an old white guy is kind of weird. You're kind of getting the idea that maybe they were going to hire a British guy to do that role, and then they ran out of funds, so they, like, they couldn't afford a British person. So they had to hire James him. Remar. He's so deadpan. Yeah. And later in in a in a couple of you just there's a there's parts where you see him have to move. He runs around. And he's like putting up pylons, and he's gonna do some. And it's still so like he looks like a. He's wearing a mask that has no expression on his face <laughs> as he runs around doing these things. Yeah, well, the thing is with actors, right? Like, you look at a really good actor and he's doing his role and you see in the inner 
life of the character, right? Yeah. It's filled in. All the stuff that's unsaid is filled in by the actor just from the the look or the way they hold themselves or behind the eyes. You see the wheels turning. He's going to enter life. But Remar is just... And the thing is, they'll do scenes like in the second one, <clears throat> they find the body of the the guy that uh, was putting the moves on, um, on Black Lightning's uh, daughter. Right? They find him dead in a dumpster mm-hmm. and Remar's there and he finds, <laughs> finds him. And just... It's everything. Oh, look, is, there's somebody everything is so bad. It just looks like a guy just standing there for no reason, right? He's like, and he's on the phone with Black Lightning, and just the way he's holding himself, he looks out of place, like he's just shouldn't even be there. What's the show with uh, John Voight as the dad, the boxer dad, and his the son is the star of the story, where he's like a fixer for I don't know athletes. I'm not sure. I'm trying to find it. Like that guy, he's the same. He's like the, he'd be the the James Remar yep. who has personality. Mm. He's still deadpan. Um, oh, Ray Donovan is the show. Oh, with uh, Leif Shriver. Leif Shriver, yeah. Yeah. So James Remar is like a, a bad version of Leif Schreiber. 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 You know, who's also like, he's super deadpan. He's very emotionless. Yeah. But but the wheels are turning inside. Yeah. And you believe it. Yeah, you believe that he's planning something or whatever, right? Whatever's yeah. going on, he, there's, he's he's got a plan. Something's going on. That's right. He's he there's there's well, he was uh, saber tooth. That's right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But it's like, yeah, he's he's pretty pretty hard to watch. Uh, the casting for the daughters is great. Yeah. The yeah. wife is great. Yeah. Uh, the daughter looks like you know she's got something. She's pretty super. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's interesting how they portray her as a lesbian. It's very natural. They're yeah. very understanding. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but not in a uh oh, sure, you can be a lesbian. <laughs> it's like it's it's all very real. Yeah. You know? Well, I I compare that with their relationship with uh Stamets and the doctor on um Star Trek Discovery, right? Mm-hmm. They're like was this big revolutionary thing in Star Trek because he was the first openly gay character on a Star Trek series, right? We all know George Takei was gay, but not the character Sulu. And I always thought a Spock is a little gay. <laughs> we had Ponfar. What are you talking about? He had his wife. They went to the Vulcan, and he had to fight Kirk. It's yeah, so gay, he, he gets he gets busy once every fourteen years. That would be a good that would be a good uh, twist in that episode, uh, a mock time where he goes to Vulcan, and the, his wife is betrothed, and he, he said, "No, I want the guy next to her. That's who I want to <laughs> mate with." Um, but you have. Uh, you have them, and that they're a gay couple, but I mean, they just—they're a bit—they're affectionate with each other, but it's not really soul that they're gay. But in Black Lightning, you know, they have a love scenes, and you know, it makes—it's like you said, it's done very naturally and real. It's not like mm-hmm. they just give a little peck, you know, peck That's on it. the peck on the cheek. They're like into exactly. it. <laughs> it makes it looks good. It looks uh, real. It looks it's like organic. That's right. Yeah, it's a good show. I. Definitely recommend Black Lightning. It's really good. That's right. <laughs> you know, you got to overlook some things, but it's yeah. the writing is pretty solid. It's just their yeah. execution is a little clunky. Yeah. Yeah. You not know? quite polished. It's not really super polished and shiny. It's a little clumsy at times. But, but again, I, I don't think there's like they're not throwing enough money at these things because they think that they're they're not worthy of the money. Right. But at the same time, it's a network show or it comes off like an, even though, though Netflix is, they're producing it. Yep. 
it's coming off as a network show. They must have a deal with the WB or somebody like that. Right. To be releasing it weekly like they did with Riverdale. Right. And, uh, but, you know, you watch Flash and Arrow and all these shows and they're all clunky too. You know, the fight scenes are just not as good as you'd see in a film. And, you know, they try to do their best. But uh, it was good. I like uh, I like it so far. I'm... You got anything else in there, Chad? So uh, Avengers Infinity War has been bumped up. Yeah. It's been moved up a, a few... week. Wasn't it a week or two weeks? Uh, it's been moved uh, from May 4th to April 27th. Wow. Yeah. It's like a whole week. A week before. A week earlier. I wonder why they would do that. They want to bring it closer to Black Panther, you know, get a little closer while the, okay. the getting's good. Right. And because things in Black Panther are relevant to Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. And really, was there stuff that was relevant? Yeah, I think that... Uh, they, they don't really mention they refer to, or anything. Well, but in the trailer, there's even Wakanda's in it and Cap's there with his beard. No, I understand that. But, I mean, in Black Panther, the movie, there wasn't any real setup for Infinity War. Um, Unless there was something in the cut uh, end credit scene, I missed. Well, there's no. The only thing there was just the Winter Soldier, yeah, thing. I don't know. I don't know. That's what they they say. Maybe them, them. You know those people. And they also said that uh, they want to put a little bit more distance between it and Deadpool two. Oh, okay, makes sense. Not to mention uh, <coughs> Solo. Right. So both because that's uh, Deadpool two is coming up May eighteenth. Yep. And Solo is May twenty fifth. Yeah. So it's, May was a heavy, yeah. heavy, heavy loaded with superhero films. So let's get a little bit, little bit further away, make a few extra bucks. Right. Right. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Now speaking of uh, movies that uh, maybe maybe shouldn't have been made. Yep. Have you seen the Venom trailer? I have. We saw it before Black Panther. Yeah. It didn't yeah. really soak in though it was like it was gone the minute i saw the ant-man wasp trailer it was like i'd forgot that you know it was like <laughs> everything else faded away uh but i watched it recently and i was like just kind of really taking a good hard look at it so i broke it down all right did you have you you watched it again? i did i did watch yeah. the v uh Ven- you keep saying v, v, the v trailer. They, they're, they're using v right and yeah, so that's their motif so the trailer is a minute and 40 seconds long it is it is the most uneventful trailer I've ever seen for a superhero movie. In fact, there's nothing in it that it even indicates other than the the flipping pages of Marvel comics at, <laughs> at the, the beginning, beginning. Yeah. and the end where the V forms a scary, ugly Spider-Man face. Yeah. Right? And that's it. There's nothing in this that if you don't know who Venom is, you can't even try to explore the idea. <laughs> this is a perfect example of whatever reason they must have had some reason to capitalize on to hurry something out and they should have saved it. Right. So here's the breakdown. So, uh, it starts with a guy in MRI getting scanned. Yep. Exciting. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It must be a medical drama. It's a sequel to regarding Henry. (laughs) That's right. Maybe it is. The guy's kind of grumpy looking too. Kind of like Harrison Ford. (laughs) So then you get the title. It says Sony. Yeah. It says Columbia. Yep. The Marvel flip sounds like Hannibal Lecter making having some fava beans and a nice Chianti. (laughs) So that you see a a bridge in the day. It's like the Golden Gate Bridge, I think. So San Francisco, place you in San Francisco. There we go. Got to place it there in the daytime. Here's the bridge. We're in San Fran. Yep. And you hear everyone's got their thing. Then you see a guy walking from behind down. Now we're at night. 
Yeah. You know, so I don't even know why they showed a bridge in the day <laughs> and they immediately cut to a guy at night okay. from behind in his jean jacket walking down the street. I think yep. it's a jean jacket. Yep. It's Bruce Banner. It's a new Hulk. That's right. It's kind of like that, right? <laughs> it's a wonder he didn't or like a hobo with a stick with a <laughs> handkerchief over his shoulder, right? Yep. There's a voice. Keeps on. So then it cuts from the guy walking down the dark city street yep. from behind because you can't see him because yep. it's oh, there's going to be a reveal. It has to be a reveal right. because they're showing him from behind. Yep. And then they cut to inside a convenience store with the same guy walking from behind. Then you hear, <laughs> maybe it's a breakup. And you see a girl, and she looks all curious. Oh, hey, what's that over there? A death. And then from behind, from behind, the guy is standing in front of the MRI machine again, looking at the lab. Oh, okay. Now he's looking, at, but from behind. Right, right. Because, no, oh, are you excited? The, the reveal's yeah. coming. You know it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you see a sheet of plastic being taken off a table. Yep. Why? I don't know. I don't know what the table is. I think there's a body under there. But no, no. It was. It looked like it's medical tools or something. Yeah. It's like a tray that. I think I, think I kind of see feet poking up at the end of the table. So I don't know. It's weird. with the plastic. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there's perspective is weird. And then <laughs> you see night scene and there's siren lights flashing, yep. emergency vehicles around, yeah. and in the voice says, "An accident." I think it's a plane crash. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it's a breakup, a death, an accident. Yeah. And then you see a guy walking in a hazmat suit. And then you see a, this, a guy. Now, this is the reveal. Now, here's the guy. He's yeah. on a gurney. He's looking, you're looking overhead, looking straight down at him on the gurney. His eyes are closed. Yeah. And you hear, whatever it is, you used to be one thing. Screen goes black. It says, now you're something else. And the guy opens his eyes. Oh, I guess he's con- he opened I guess his eyes. I guess he's conscious. Yeah, he woke up. <laughs> <laughs> and then the words, this fall. Yep. And then you see cars on the street. And then you see the guy standing in front of some sort of incubate. There's a guy, this is a different guy, standing in front of an incubator of some sort with like a black marmalade <laughs> jam oh, yeah. or something, yeah. swishing around. A symbiote. That's right. Oh, but, but you have to know. You, there's nothing that tells me. I don't know what that is. Yeah. I think it's black mar. It's marmalade. It's marmite. <laughs> it's marmite. marmite. It's a Vegemite sandwich. <laughs> we don't know if he's down under. <laughs> and then the voice comes back. We all have our problems. Yep. And then you see the man sure on the street do. from earlier, and he turns around on the street. But it's the scene before the convenience store. So he's walking down the street. Now it's out of time because yeah. we saw him walking down the street and then in the convenience store, but now we're back to the street and he's turned around and looked at the camera. And then you see that same guy. Now he's on a motorcycle. There's two cars flying through the air, smashed yeah. up behind him. Yeah. Uh, not not a, t- not a stage stunt looking thing at no, all. No, because they hit the <laughs> not, two sides of parked cars, not, took to the air. Yeah, no, no hydraulic uh, <laughs> force underneath that just pours, pushing the cars up. No, nobody saw the, perfectly synced. the CGI timber that was taken out. <laughs> It blasted off the bottom of the car. Yeah. And then the voiceover says, our own issues. And now the guy is running through the forest. Now he's in the forest. Now it's, 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 it's now it's a fugitive. It, no, it's, it's, it's not, it's not regarding Henry. It's a fugitive. Exactly. It's degrees of Harrison Ford. I just thought of like, of uh, Michael Naughton and American Werewolf in London oh, running through right. the forest. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Then, then it cuts to a guy falling backwards into water. Like he, oh, yeah, but yeah. way down, like yeah. like looking like, up at the surface. Exactly, falling. like he fell off a cliff backwards and <laughs> folded in half when he hit 
So he went about, I don't know, eight feet below the water. Yep. Because from the forest to backwards off into the water. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, trailer isn't random at all. And then the guy sticks his arm, <laughs> and then a room full of people sort oh, of yeah, fall flat. away from their desks. Yeah. It's like, the test is over. <laughs> Time's up. <laughs> Put your pencils down! <laughs> I said down! <laughs> <laughs> and then cars fly. Another car flies, spinning through the air. Now on a, a rural mountain road. Right. Uh, then the guy, again, another guy, looks through a window. Yeah. It's very uh, <laughs> like. Did they not have anything to put it? Like, okay, well, we have that footage of the guy looking through the window. Let's put that in there. Maybe they were trying to take a thing from uh, uh, the Last Jedi because there was, you know. Kylo Ren was always looking through the window at something being manufactured in a factory in Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what they were Maybe doing. Maybe they're going to CGI something interesting in that window in the movie. <laughs> so he says, uh, the voiceover had said, uh, we all have our problems, our own issues, and now our own. And you see the guy back on the gurney looking up at the camera. Yep. And he starts to scream and it starts, it's yeah. vibrating and, yeah. and it's like a, uh, What's the the zombie twenty eight days later? Oh right, yeah, it's going crazy. You yeah. know, yeah. it's like a Guy Ritchie film. Yeah, and then the screen goes black, and you hear demons, our own demons. Right, and then it forms the illustrated V logo. Yeah, with the face, and that's when people. I think everybody in the audience when we saw the trailer, they go, "Oh, it's a Venom." Oh, it's a. <laughs> It's a Venom movie. Is this the one V? V is that where they're going to eat the the guinea pig? <laughs> exactly, exactly. No guinea pigs pigs were eaten in this video. It is the Nothing worst happened, trailer. Nothing happened at all in this video. Like, <laughs> I, they should have just let some fan go on the on YouTube and steal other people's videos and and you know cut something together. But yeah, I can't believe that actually aired in theaters. Yep, it's just inexplicable. <laughs> you know, you could do something like. Like Jurassic Park, where the they're in a museum and they're talking about all the dinosaurs, and then they see the water and the concentric ripples start. You hear, and the you see the ripples in the water, and that's the trailer. Mm-hmm. And that was a year, that was a year out from the original Jurassic Park getting released, and they released that little teaser trailer, and that's interesting. It's a little touch, yeah, that shows you something's coming. Create tension. Something's coming. But this tried to be like a real trailer with nothing. Like, <laughs> you know, there's nothing there. It's, I watched a, so, so somebody said, hey, hey, Chad, did you see, uh, did you see the, the trailer for the new Obi-Wan movie? And I was like, the, the new what? Oh, the I, new Obi-Wan dropped I miss, today. I missed that one. You know, it was on CP24. They were, they were talking about the new Obi-Wan movie. And I'm Whoa. like, what? <laughs> you mean Solo? Solo, Solo's coming. Yeah. No, 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 no. It was Obi-Wan, definitely. Ewan McGregor is coming. He's back for the role. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I had, you know, I think, I feel like, you know, there are things I miss, but yep. something like the Obi-Wan movie is one of the, I don't know if I would miss that <laughs> if that trailer is out just in time for the solo movie to come out. Yeah. So I investigated and it was a fan, a fan, you know, fiction trailer, right? right? Somebody had gone out and found pictures of, uh, that Ewan McGregor film, Fishing in the River, or something like that. They found some movie that he 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 was wrapped in sort of an Arab, oh, okay, you know, like headdress kind of outfit. Yeah, kinda. and they sold it, and they just, they start putting the, the Star sounds, Wars music in the background. Yep. 
And it, that's all you have to do. You just put a little Star Wars, like even in my my milking spoof. Yeah. It's just me making a coffee, but he put a little Star Wars music. <laughs> Fuck, that was sanctioned by Lucas, you know? <laughs> like, What they could have done is just like had a body parts, right? Like an arm, the wrist, maybe the leg and the thigh. And you just see... <clears throat> you just see the black you have the same voiceover right yeah. have that same voiceover oh, yeah. and have the black like the symbiote just travel up the veins like it's being injected mm-hmm. right and just go up the arm and fade to the other arm to the cords of the neck in the leg and just do that and like if you don't have enough to fucking put a trailer together just take a point and and ex- accentuate that like in the Jurassic Park trailer yeah. right just have be very vague be more vague and that's mysterious right yeah, because we we now know the whole story, and and so much of the story is nothing, and there's no symbiote. Yeah, you know, like it'd be better to even do the thing. Like I like to think of it like the eyes opening and closing, where the eyes are open, and you see the guy, you see the accident it goes black. Right. It was open. There's the you know he's being rushed to the hospital. It goes right. black. Right. It opens again. You know, you see him in bed, all bandaged. Goes black, comes back. You see that he's trying to recuperate. He's missing an arm and a leg, and you know I think that character is missing two legs. Oh, okay, right? If if I I know him only from uh, a Guardian storyline, Guardians of the Galaxy in the comics, so I don't really know. Venom's part of the Spider-Man yeah. storyline. I don't much know, but know much about Spider-Man. Right. Well, he was in uh, which one was that? The Tobey Maguire third, one. The, the, the third the, one. The yeah. one that should be forgotten. <laughs> it wasn't so bad. No. I don't think it was too bad. I enjoyed those ones more than the Andrew Garfield ones. The Andrew Garfield ones. I liked Andrew Garfield as Spider-Man, but I just didn't like those movies. Just the monsters again. It's like, I don't know what it is about why everything is, all, why the monsters always look so bad. Mm. I think I look at Bosk, you know, <laughs> and I think Bosk didn't look so bad. Yeah. You know, he's just a guy in a lizard mask. <laughs> It looks so bad. What's the big deal? Yeah. Why do you have to CGI him? Because as soon as you CGI him, he starts to glow. Yeah. And and every DC film and Yeah, they just gotta bring back Lou Gossett Jr., as you said. Exactly. Said previous episode. That's right. Bring him back. Enemy mind. Dennis Quaid is Obi Wan. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be <laughs> he would be cool. cool. That'd be good. But anyway, that's your Venom trailer breakdown. That's right. Just it, got got me on the edge of my seat waiting to see that <laughs> exciting film. I just, you know, I had to share it because it I don't even know what they were thinking as they were cutting it. Because yeah. it's it's like I've cut some videos that are kind of random and I <laughs> I get a little thing here and a little thing there. And I I still have a like in the it song, there's still a theme. There's still movement yeah. from beginning to end. Like I go f- from one place to another place. Right. And in this, just they, random. They just it was like, yeah. huh? If you don't have enough shot to make it at least a semi-coherent trailer, <laughs> then do something else. Like just have arms being injected with black shit. Yeah. Right. But it's like I want somebody to take that the the incubator thing and put kittens in it. Just like <laughs> with kittens, take the black stuff out yeah. and put kittens. <laughs> and, then, and then it'll be just even more random. It's like, and now there's kittens in the back of a, a science fan. Hazmat suits. Kittens in hazmat suits. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little, little kitty, kitty hazmat It goes suit. together. That goes together. So, yeah. So check it out. It's uh, Check out. We'll put that up. We'll throw the exciting Venom trailer up. That's right. On, our, uh, on Nerd Stocking. <laughs> and you guys can enjoy it. It won't be as good as Chad reciting it. 
oh, scene well, by scene. Like, the cable, the cable trailer that, that came out a little while ago with uh, from Deadpool two. Yep. Like that that trailer has everything going on. Yeah, and they they didn't even have stuff. At one point, they joke around, and it's his and arm he's is like, a, "Hey, hey, guys, what the actual fuck? He's got a metal <laughs> arm. Why is it like a CGI arm with like he's got like he's a got green a, cloth yeah. sleeve, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and then he does this little play thing with yeah. toys, a Deadpool toy, and cable yeah. toy, and they fight. Yeah, and it's and it's still told a story. Yeah, from beginning to end. We understand the character in the context of the film. Yeah, we understand. He says he's from the future, so you know where he's from. Yeah, and yeah. you don't have to know anything. You don't, you know, you don't have to. You should listen to my history of Cable, but you know, you don't have to know it. Yeah, it, you, you learn something from the trailer. But this one, only people who really know Venom, right, would get it. Right. I don't. know, Maybe they're thinking that when they do a trailer this far out, they're really only speaking to the fans because nobody else gives a shit. So. Well, nobody will give a shit, especially this, that now it just took the wind out for me. It's like, now it'll be like a few other films where right up until the release, I'll be like, mm, really? Right. We'll have to see if they maybe come out with more, uh, as they get more footage shot, as they finish shooting the film, maybe they'll be able to cut together a better trailer. It's if I don't hold a grudge. Yeah, maybe. They could have that. They you. lost the whole grudge demographic. <laughs> too bad they blew it so uh, I'm going to wrap it up for this episode but I want to thank everybody for listening I want to thank Chad for participating and uh, I'll get you guys if you can to rate and subscribe this podcast on whatever platform you're listening to it on and you can check out our website it's nerdstocking.com and uh, you can find all our social media feeds and we throw stuff up on there and lots of videos that we make all that good stuff is on our website so check it out Subscribe and like. Subscribe, subscribe and like. Subscribe and like. And give us two thumbs on DTube. <laughs> we want all the thumbs we can get. Exactly. Thumb up your ass. Good night. Good night. The Bye. new uh, Last Starfighter film is coming out. Uh, Ready Player One. <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that Hollywood repeats itself over and over and over in perpetuity, Chad? Is I that am not saying Hollywood repeats itself. <laughs> I am not saying Hollywood repeats.